Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Attention fantasy footballers. Whatever it takes. Lineups are due soon. And we're getting you ready. Welcome to Fantasy Football Weekly. That's what we do. You like that? I might get a little emotional. Get the latest news, injury reports, weather at outdoor stadiums. expert analysis over a dozen years of fantasy coverage sunday mornings were made for fantasy football conversation with you here's your hosts baby tausch bill schmid and the franchise tim allen and welcome in another edition of fantasy football weekly here on the fan this and every sunday morning at 10 o'clock tim allen baby tausch bill schmid tim and tausch take over here Talking about Week 10 in the National Football League and Week 10 in your fantasy matchup. It is amazing, ladies and gentlemen, how quickly the NFL season goes by. And, uh, Billy, you're sitting there at 7-3 and three or 8-2 and two if you're rolling. Maybe 6-4, and 5-5, five and five, you're still in it. Even 4-6, and six, you get on a little bit of a run. Going to be a little challenging this week as some injuries play a part and 6 teams count them six teams on the bye billy and a lot of important teams as well and and i think one of the interesting and and the most exciting parts about this week tim there's a lot of matchups that people don't know what to expect out of you got a lot of uncommon opponents the rams and steelers and Mm -hmm. you know vikings and cowboys even though that's in conference those teams don't match up a whole lot and then you also get the sizzling New Orleans Saints coming back off a bye week, and then you lose maybe the best tight end in football in George Kittle. So there's a a lot to dig through, and if you're like me, you're uh, in desperate need of a win because you might have lost four straight. Yeah, you may have. uh, The six teams on the bye this week. So slim pickings out there on the waiver wire a little bit, and and, uh, we'll do our best to help you sort through those. But Denver, Houston, Jacksonville, New England, Philadelphia and Washington all on the bye. It says this is the toughest week in terms of scrambling. I was looking uh, online here uh, the last couple of days, and everybody in my leagues just you'd be amazed at some of the uh, pickups, Janu Smith, and and some of these guys just being scarfed up off the waiver wire. Kickers also just being just just grabbed on the waiver wire. So uh, we'll do our best, and not only the six teams on the bye, guys. But it's also one game in because of the Thursday night game. And uh, Phillip Rivers continues to throw interceptions this year. Can't believe he's, it. Uh, yeah, he's, he's, he's having a rough one this year. I, and, and salivating over the matchup was me sitting there on Thursday. And there's also that, that one time. This is the point in the season, Tim, where you start to think maybe a little bit too much. And you start to, to really, really want to take 
go for the playoff seating or if you are sliding, you really want to try to go for the boom pick instead of, ah, just go with the safe play. Well, the safe play is always the best quarterback in the league, not Phillip Rivers, who has been a high fantasy production guy for the most of his career. He's thrown way too many picks this year to be a relevant starter. Yeah, he has. and uh, I learned that the hard way. Don't look now. Look at the Raiders with uh, the Josh Jacobs uh, touchdown late. They end up winning time, that ball yeah. game. Look at the Raiders at 5-4, and four, guys, as, as they try and turn that Gruden and company, turning that, that organization around as they head into Vegas next year. Uh, another, uh, what, seven games? And uh, then they are then officially the Las Vegas Raiders. So we look forward to that. We, we all wanted to doubt. Sorry, quickly, Tim, just to expound upon that. You're right. John Gruden, everybody expected that team to be awful this year. Him yeah. and Mayock have really built the team the right way with guys that are coming from winning programs and all buying into wanting to change the culture. It's, it's all worked out very, very well for them, and it's cool to watch. Yeah, and in, in just a side note here, you saw what the Las Vegas Golden Knights did their first year in Las Vegas. Huh? Yeah, no doubt about it. Raiders it, are headed in a similar direction for it, next year. It, it's a city that loves sports. They might only know more about sports than anybody else, especially come from an unbiased perspective. Now they get to be biased about one team. They love that. They've been waiting for a team to come there because they've been, you know, it's been the black hole for humanity, apparently. Anybody says, oh, I'm going to Vegas. Really? Everybody looks at you like you have three heads? Yeah. No, now we're actually understanding that it's accepting and loving everybody and loving this idea of making a little bit extra money on your entertainment. Got all the injury reports coming your way in just a bit here as we uh, walk through each game uh, for you here. Week 10 in the National Football League, week 10 in your fantasy matchup, and we'll dig into our slate. Seven early window games. The noon slate has seven. The 3 o'clock slate uh, sitting there with three, and then you've got some really really cool matchups for the sunday night and the monday night games so stick around for those breakdowns as well and we'll dig in here to week 10 ravens bengals all right uh the bengals are kind of mailing things in so you would think big time lopsided victory by the ravens and and i'm gonna second that that notion that that's going to happen okay Billy. good because coming in here i was listening to you better you bet with uh, Nick Costos, Danny Parkins, and Ross Tucker on the Radio.com app. And they were talking about this game, trying to make the assumption or the argument that, well, it's a it's one team coming off a bye, and it's a division game, and they know a lot about each other, and last time it was within a score, and the Bengals backdoor covered, and maybe the Ravens are feeling themselves after their win in New England, and I'm sitting here already taking the, laying the 10-and-a-half with Baltimore sitting – Man, maybe they're right. Maybe maybe that is a little bit risky. I think Lamar Jackson is out to prove something, though, every single week, and you don't get that kind of letdown with this team coached by John Harbaugh. Incredible to see what they've done with Lamar Jackson, and I remember us sitting in here during a Thursday night baseball game in the beginning of September, and you telling me, what about going with, you know, the second-year guy, Lamar Jackson at quarterback? What did I look over and say to you, Tim? Are you nuts? Yeah. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Well, he, you get some points with that guy through the it's air incredible. Uh, and on the ground. And he's it, fun it to is, watch. I mean, that he, game in New England was, was amazing. Yeah, it, it is a fun style of football to watch with Lamar Jackson. Let's check the injuries between the Ravens and the Bengals. 
For the Baltimore Ravens, if you're playing Mark Andrews, you've been looking for more production. It hasn't been because of an injury why that production has gone down. We're going to be keeping an eye on Marquise Brown. He's still questionable is exactly what they're linking him with, with an ankle and thigh. If he goes, uh, he's going to plug right into your lineup. Chris Moore, also the wide receiver, questionable. Earl Thomas, just with some rest and a knee, he should be good to go in an illness going through that Ravens locker room. Marshall Yonda and Lamar Jackson both kind of with it. But A.J. Green owners still mm. continuing uh, to wait for 18, and it looks like it's not going to happen. No, and you you made the investment to kind of soak up a roster spot with A.J. Green. It's, it's funny that you, know, you go back to the beginning of the season, and they were saying, well you know what, there's some insiders saying he's only going to miss a couple of games. They're not going to IR him. Might have been a good idea to just go ahead and IR him and bite the bullet, but still not back. Uh, Evan Heffelfinger is with us, also Dan Plucker, as usual here for Fantasy Football Weekly. And first weather forecast in Cincinnati, Dan, what do you have? Yeah, it'll be 53 degrees, mostly cloudy at kickoff. Temperatures are going to be rising up to around 60 degrees. 12-mile-per-hour mile wind gusts should be a pretty nice day, though, in Cincinnati. Bills. Browns. Okay, now I'm not sure this stat is uh, is right on the money, but it looks like it. it I cross-referenced. It anyway. Yeah, I cross-referenced uh, two different sources on this. Now, someone needs to answer the question about Odell Beckham Jr. We can talk all day long about Baker Mayfield. And a lot of guys, you know, really the, the flavor of the month coming into this year was that Cleveland Browns offense. They add some players and... Odell Beckham Jr. comes over, Baker looking like he's going to fly, Kareem Hunt, more on that in a second. Uh, But Odell Beckham Jr. has been targeted just three times in the red zone this year. Mm -hmm. How is that possible, guys? Because there's coaches out there like Freddie Kitchens making it a lot easier to be guys like Adam Gase or... Um, I mean, name another bad coach in the NFL. You can go up and down. Maybe Matt Nagy finds himself into that realm. But it's because they, they have no rhyme or reason to their offense, Tim. And it's we have all these skill position guys, and they command enough attention. They don't command enough attention if you don't get them the football. Right. I mean, it's it's when I saw that stat, I'm like, that that can't be right. That has to be three targets in the last few games. No, that's that's the, that's the reality of it. That's why he's standing on the sideline yelling, "Can I see? Can I get the ball?" <laughs> Just, I mean, we we went through this in the '90s, Billy, and I and I don't know if you probably don't remember this, but there was a fad in the NFL, and it was cool for fantasy football where it was called the jump ball era. And, and they didn't make a big deal out of it, but those fantasy players that have a little age behind them, you do remember a guy like Herman Moore. He was a wide receiver for the Detroit Lions. Yeah, for the Lions, 6'4", they, big dude. You talk about 50-50 balls, and that's what they, they call them these days. Those days, they called them jump balls. Okay, hold on. The big, tall guy at 6'5", over there, is being covered by the 5'10", corner over there. It's one-on-one. And the NFL at that time, Billy, would just say, okay, big, tall guy, go up and catch the football. Now, there are situations with Odell Beckham Jr. that he could get involved that way. Right, and and he's only showcased the ability to make spectacular catches left and right all season long 
for the idea that you're not going to give him the ball, it's a little bit embarrassing. Let's check some injuries there. In Buffalo, they're really, really healthy and actually pretty good. I don't know exactly what you think about that Buffalo team, but I think they're they're on the right track. Sean McDermott seems like a really good head coach on a defensive side. And for the Browns, Eric Murray uh, and Olivier Vernon going to be out today. Questionable should be Demarius Randall, but we thought they were going to get a lot better, Tim, the, the Browns, when they got their starting secondary back. It has not helped. No, and Kareem Hunt, is he going to be active today? Well, no. Sadly, I, I don't care, but I, I can get it for you uh, if, if you want. And, and we'll know a little bit more here. He should be ready to go, they yeah. believe, but they're they're what they're going to do with him. How do you trust anybody except Nick Chubb in that offense? Yeah, indeed. And and those, again, it's it's an investment of a roster spot with both Kareem Hunt and the aforementioned A.J. Green. But let's check the forecast. Buffalo in Cleveland to take on the Browns. Yeah, it's a typical day in Cleveland. About 48 degrees and cloudy. Uh, wind gusts at 16 miles per hour. Could be moving the football around. Lions. Bears. And this just in about an hour ago, not only the six teams on by, not only Oakland and uh, the Chargers being already done from Thursday's game, now you get another wrinkle where Matt Stafford is now not going to start for the Lions in Chicago against the Bears. That'll be Jeff Driscoll. And those of you scrambling on the waiver wire to pick him up, well, there you go. That's your guy today as the Lions are taking on the Bears. Bears offense, 266 yards per game on average. That is uh, something that a lot of fans in Chicago, a lot of analysts did not expect. No doubt about it. And and the ability, or the inability rather, for them not to be able to get off the field on third down, that's the most embarrassing part for the Bears. Look at that loss that they had against Philly last week, Tim. Super Bowl caliber defenses, and that was the realm that we were talking about that Bears team last year with. They don't give up eight-minute drives when the game's yeah. on the line. And and yeah. that's just – that's been the the factor in this. Mitch Trubisky was only supposed to be good enough to get you games where the defense was going to be all-world and just not screw it up. That defense hasn't been that, but they could be that with Jeff Driscoll in the game. Yeah. Stinks to see Stafford's 134 consecutive start streak come to an end, though. Yeah, I like Matt Stafford really and uh, this this out of left field. Let's check the rest of the injuries at Soldier Field. It's the Lions in to take on the Bears. For the Bears, they're obvi- and, and it's been a storyline from the start. They're now still without the centerpiece of that defense. No, not Khalil Mack. It is Akeem Hicks, and they're also possibly going to be without Eddie Goldman, the big nose tackle there in the middle of their defensive line, so they could have a lot of running ability for the Detroit Lions. Deshaun Hand, the D-lineman, is out along with Tracy Walker. Uh, Mike Daniels finds himself on the injury report, still waiting to see if he's going to go. But a lot dinged up on that inside and the interior of the Lions defensive line, four of their starters all listed as questionable for today's game. We'll have those inactives in a little bit. We'll get one more game in after we check the forecast. Lions against the Bears. Cloudy and in the low 40s today throughout the entire game. 15-mile-per-hour wind gusts. Typical Chicago day. Giants. Jets. Yeah, I was uh, reading something this morning. There's been 47 quarterbacks to play for the New York Jets since Joe Namath. 44. 47 And quarterly. I think 37 of them played <laughs> since I was alive. Yeah, I think so. But uh, the Jets and the Giants, they're going to roll out the string. This is, uh, I, I, I believe it's a home game for the Giants. For the Jets. It is the Jets. Okay. So the Jets get a home field advantage at Giants Stadium. 
Okay. All right. I get that Met one. MetLife Stadium. MetLife Stadium. <laughs> okay. Come on, Timmy. Get In New right. Jersey. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know how that works. <laughs> Jets and Giants. Uh, Saquon Barkley, uh, despite the talent there, just hasn't had the year that everyone thought he would have. No slouch. I, I get it. He he does compile some uh, point production for you guys, but certainly not what we thought. Maybe he gets it done today. We'll check the injuries, Giants and Jets. Yeah, not what you thought if you were taking him number one overall over Christian McCaffrey, who might break the wow. all-time scrimmage yardage record. Uh, Evan Ingram out the all-world tight end for the Giants. like to see him get into a better situation for him to be able to catch some balls. Uh, Sterling Shepard out with the concussion. How, how does that work? You come back and then you back out with the concussion. Oh, That's yeah, you thrilled again. Uh, C.J. Mosley groin out for the Jets. Doubtful is their center, Ryan Khalil, and you hate when I start talking about offensive linemen. So I'll just stop there. Le'Veon Bell questionable. He should be able to go. Chris Herndon will be the question mark. I don't know if you're still trusting him. If you stashed him for this long, maybe you still are holding on. <laughs> yeah, he may go today. I'm not sure. that. And we'll get the actives here for the noon slate in just a second. Forecast in uh, at MetLife Stadium. Yeah, it'll be raining before the game, but uh, at kickoff, maybe a couple extra drops, but the sun should be peeking out around the 1 o'clock hour. 10-mile-per-hour uh, wind gusts should be a pretty good day in New Jersey. All right, we'll save our wagering window for the next slate as uh, we're moving through Week 10 in the National Football League, Week 10 in your fantasy matchup. It's Tim and Taos here Sunday morning. It's Fantasy Football Weekly, this and every Sunday on The Fan. Everything you need to win this week. You're listening to Fantasy Football Weekly. And it will be pure fantasy football nirvana. God bless fantasy football. On AM 1250 and 105.7 FM, The Fan. Chiefs, Titans. He is back. That's uh, Patrick Mahomes is going to be back on the football field as the Chiefs take on the Titans. Welcome back to you. It's Fantasy Football Weekly. Uh, we're going to get to your uh, your dilemmas here this week. Six teams on the bye. Uh, a couple of games, in, well, one game in, a couple of teams in. Raiders and Chargers already done on the Thursday affair. 799-1250 if you want to get in here. I know that it's super important uh, for you guys to get a seating position, to get a victory, just get on the board, get back to the W column, and that's what Bill Schmidt is trying to do after, what, three losses? Four straight, and I mean, and the worst part about it is, Tim, each of them, each of the last three, have been within, there were two of them that were within one point, and the last one was within ten, but they were still manager decisions. I could have... I could have won mm-hmm. the game by just a better decision and a better choice, and, and that's the most frustrating part. It can help you and it can hurt you. I actually, in one of my leagues last week, had a tie. Dead even. Now, I don't know what you guys think of ties. I'm not a big fan of them. I think it's maybe like kissing if, your you, sister. Well, yeah, and it's like you should find like a, a way to break the tie, like off your bench. Bench points, yeah. Yeah, each one takes a bench point or a bench player. Uh, or a collective bench points, as as you said. So we'll see. Uh, Mahomes back in Tennessee and Kansas City. Let's check the injuries. I'm so excited to see Patrick Mahomes back in the lineup. I mean, it, it just stinks when you don't get to watch the league MVP go out there and the last two weeks have been tough. He will be still without Eric Fisher. His starting left tackle will be down. Uh, Frank Clark questionable and Kendall Fuller 
expects to uh, rejoin the lineup for the Kansas City Chiefs. And for the Tennessee Titans, a couple of pass catchers down. Corey Davis, doubtful with the hip. Would be shocked if he ends up going. And Delaney Walker already ruled out the tight end with the ankle. And what's the forecast in Tennessee? It's a perfect day, of course. It's in Nashville. 62 degrees at kickoff, moving up to the high 60s throughout the game. Should be just a beautiful day, sunny. Just a great day in Nashville. Cardinals, Buccaneers. We got to do this show from Nashville sometime. Oh, that would be awesome. Oh, big time. The Green Bay play uh, Nash, uh, the Tennessee Titans next year, maybe? They played Tennessee. I think they will play them next year, but the last time those two teams met, it was in Nashville. Oh, Okay. So well, we'll come up with a reason. More years, yeah. we'll, we'll come up with a reason to get to Nashville uh, to uh, to see hopefully uh, Green Bay down there. But nonetheless, as uh, as we continue, uh, let's just get right to injuries in this matchup. Well, the Saints coming off the bye, and and they should be looking decently strong in that sense. For the Falcons, Ito Smith going to be out the running back, backing up your boy Devontae Freeman. Mm-hmm. Uh, Matt Ryan returns to the lineup, though, for the Atlanta Falcons. Real, Atlanta, and as well in in this sense, when when do you just give up if you're the Atlanta Falcons? With, yeah, with it is. Year? It's tough to see, though. Just a couple of years ago, they find themselves in the Super Bowl and and clearly one of the powerhouses in the NFC. And then just to see the demise of these guys. Right. I, mean, I, I just don't they have get nev- it. They have never bounced back from that one night. Yep, yep, and that's it. That's that's definitely it. Whether or not it issue that game in the Dome in New Orleans. Cardinals, Buccaneers. Uh, yeah, this one uh, is going to be a high-scoring shootout is what they're saying here. If we want to step into the wagering window, just bet the over on this one. you got some players in this game here. You know, the one thing that is probably going to keep the monster day down a little bit are the turnovers. And because Jameis Winston, he's he's uh, due for turnovers. Yeah, Jameis Winston loves throwing picks. He loves throwing picks like Leroy Butler loves somebody's red bone sister. I mean, it is just brutal how much he throws interceptions. It's like he wants to throw the jump ball more than Aaron Rodgers wants to throw a Hail Mary. And uh, also on the other side, Kyler Murray, he's been known to throw a pick or two as well, but he's done all right. He's held his own as a fantasy quarterback. And I think uh, to base uh, base this on uh, how many teams are in your league, you stick with Kyler Murray. Now, the big deal here, yeah, David Johnson says he's going to play. Looks like he will play. And now they've got a two-headed monster in Arizona. That's going to be fun to see play out. Yeah, and you won't be able to see it in full strength today, though. Chase Edmonds already ruled out for this one. Brooks Reed, the outside linebacker, and some other defensive injuries for Arizona as well in that game. Terrell Suggs, questionable. He should be able to go with the hamstring injury. On the other side, Buccaneers just missing a couple of defensive players as well. But quickly before we get uh, the, the weather down in Tampa Bay, Tim, Kyler Murray and Cliff Kingsbury, I think it might be safe to say Cliff Kingsbury is having the second best season out of any of the new eight, was it, head coaches in pro football this year. Yeah, I agree, and and I think he's fitting in quite well in the NFL. He had a big he had a big coaching mishap the other night on Thursday night football against San Francisco. But if you can if you learn from those and put those behind you, that's what makes you a good head coach. But I love the aggressiveness that he continues to show. 
Yeah, no doubt. Uh, we'll get one more game in after the forecast, Arizona and Tampa. Yeah, it's going to be the perfect day for these two offenses to sling the football around. 76 degrees, it's going to mm. feel like it's above 80, mostly sunny to sunny throughout the game. It's just gorgeous in Tampa That's Bay. That's where uh, WrestleMania is this year down there at, in Tampa <laughs> Bay. Are you down, Timmy? Yeah, we got to do a broadcast down there, too. <laughs> <laughs> Dolphins. Colts. All right, uh, injuries playing a big part in this game for the Indianapolis Colts. What's going on? Well, Jacoby Brissett already ruled out for this one. He's going to miss the game with the MCL, and if you were one of those strong-minded individuals that still felt good once Jacoby Brissett went out with the Colts giving one point, uh, or getting one point, excuse me, in Pittsburgh last week, uh, Adam Venateri just crushed your hopes and dreams Mm -hmm. right there with a ball that just gets kicked straight off the laces. Other than that, though, the Indianapolis Colts, they're going to get Marlon Mack still uh, ready to go in this one today. T.Y. Hilton dinged up, and however T.Y. Hilton is able to go, if he I is able to go, don't it's going to be I don't know if impressive. he's going to go. Yeah, we'll get the uh, actives and inactives uh, here after the break. But, yeah, that'd be a big hit, both Brissett. And Hilton, the possibility not to play in this one. And it is um, coming across. He is he uh, T. Y. Hilton doubtful or out inactive along with Paris okay. Campbell, the other pass catcher there. So Jack Doyle and Eric Ebron could see nice uh, opportunities today. Yeah, and I, I don't know if there's a lot of points in this game if if you're wagering on this. Speaking of the wagering window, uh, we will get to Adam Burnett's circle of trust, but I. Uh, I took the opportunity, Billy, as you know, to go ahead and make a couple of wagers last uh, this past week when I was in Vegas. Okay, uh, Chiefs. How about them? Chiefs at about four to one without Mahomes to show up in the Super Bowl. That wasn't to win the Super Bowl. That's just to get there. That's a nice play. It is a good play. It is. And then you, I, I did place your Tyler Hero bet. Thank you. Yes, I had to make sure that I got that in on the sport. I, a lot of these online individuals and, and these makers, they have select futures. And, and that one is one that I think is, is solid gold when you look at the Whitnell Falcon product, being able to take home that hardware in the NBA today. All right, we'll take a break. Adam Burnett is up next. Uh, you guys, if you want to get uh, get in here, you can email live at 1057fmthefan.com. It's a tough week this week as six teams are on the bye. Two have already played on Thursday night. There's some injuries all over the board with some high-end fantasy players. we got to dig a little bit deeper here. You're listening to Fantasy Football Weekly this and every Sunday here on The Fan. trust a world of fantasy and well maybe not yeah, look i'm a loser you listen to my advice you'll end up like me with nothing can he trust you it's time for the circle of trust with our own adam burnett in your league or on daily fantasy adam's success speaks for itself it's fantasy football weekly on am 1250 and 105.7 fm the fan yeah, you guys can hit us up at 414-799-1250. We'll talk you through a, uh, a, a good decision. And you ultimately, obviously, uh, make the final call when you're clicking your starting lineup. But, man, there's some confusion going on in fantasy football. Let's see if we can work things out. Adam Burnett, been on a little bit of a roll here. What do you have for week 10 in your circle of trust? Even though George Kittle is out, I still think Jimmy Garoppolo can do some damage for you at the quarterback position. Emmanuel Sanders really helped open up their offense. 
Seahawks defense isn't what it was. I think the Seahawks are winning based off their offense. So I would stream Garoppolo this week. Go ahead. Running backs. Damian Williams of the Chiefs. The Titans offense can be, our Titans defense can be attacked by opposing running backs through the air. My Austin Eckler pick week seven ended up being for seven catches, 118 yards, and a touchdown. I think with Pat Mahomes coming back, they're going to want to get the ball out of his hands quickly. I think Damian Williams will be more involved this week than LaShawn McCoy. No, I agree with you on that. I think it's a similar situation. We'll get to the uh, Packers and Panthers matchup, but it's a similar situation. You got to loosen up the defense a little bit, and you got to run the football. And I agree, Damian Williams. I, I got him in a in a daily fantasy this uh, this week as well. Wide receiver. I like Larry Fitzgerald. I know he's been devolved in the offense. Just seven targets the last seven catches the last three weeks. I think he's due for a market correction. The Buccaneers' pass defense is terrible, and I think Fitzgerald has a bubble-up game versus the Bucks. you got to go with one of those indie tight ends, or no? Who's your tight end? Actually, I'm going to use Irv Smith of the Vikings. With Adam Thielen out, Irv Smith, in within two to three years, will be one of the top five tight ends in football. I really like him. I think against this matchup with Dallas, I think with Thielen out, they'll use him more. He'll create some mismatches, and we'll have a bubble-up game. All right, your defense kicker and IDP. I think the Panthers are going to move the ball against Green Bay today, but I think they'll struggle to score points. That'll make Joey Sly valuable. Defense is the Saints. They face a Falcons offense that has allowed 60 quarterback hits. The Saints have a complete defense, and I think the Falcons are a total mess. And my IDP is defensive tackle Chris Jones of the Kansas City Chiefs. The Titans have allowed a league-most 38 sacks this season. Jones is an elite pocket pusher and should do some damage today versus Ryan Tannehill. Very good. There he is, Adam Burnett, Week 10, Circle of Trust. Thanks, man. We'll talk next week. Thank you very much. All right, there he is. Let's dig back in Week 10 in the National Football League. Rams, Steelers. Uh, This is uh, Super Bowl, what, 11? I don't know, somewhere somewhere back You were the only one that was alive during it, Tim, so you tell (laughs) us. That's right. Uh, Todd Gurley going to have some rough sledding here as the Pittsburgh D against the run is pretty darn good, but let's get the injuries. Juju Smith-Schuster, is he going to go? Waiting on the uh, official word about Juju Smith-Schuster, we do have some inactives here to, uh, to pass along later on in the program. But with Juju and the rest of that Steelers bunch, there's also a missing James Conner in action for that offense, and Brandon Cooks already ruled out wide receiver for the L.A. Rams, so Robert Woods would be the play there. I'll get you the Juju Smith-Schuster once we find it available, but with that being a later game, I don't know if we'll have the inactive just yet today. All right, very good, and we'll check the forecast. Steelers and Rams. Yeah, it'll be mid-50s at kickoff, dropping into the high 40s throughout the game. It's cloudy. Uh, 12 million, 12 million, 12 mile-per-hour winds should keep the ball moving a little bit in Pittsburgh. Vikings, Cowboys. 12 million mile-per-hour winds. They're playing that game on Mars? It's 12 mile-per-hour winds. I, I hear it's windy on Mars. That was a joke. I'm, I'm just kidding. Sunday night football. Uh, NFC, there are NFC implications all over the road here in Week 10, mm-hmm. and this is one of them here. This will impact the NFC playoff picture here, and, and it's never too early to start thinking that way, including tomorrow night's game. That's a huge game. We'll get to that next. But 
Dallas hosting the Minnesota Vikings. They seem to be getting on a roll, but no Adam Thielen in this one. And they're also, Tim, I don't know how long it takes before we actually get launched into this. What, what's going on with the Adam Thielen injury? It was obvious that they put him out there far too early to get back onto the field, and that hamstring tightened up so quickly last week. So he's probably going to miss a little bit more significant time than you would have seen if they would have just let him go. Anderson Deho recently claimed off he's going to miss the game along with Linval Joseph for your Minnesota Vikings and for the Dallas Cowboys. Your boy Cam Fleming, the only injury uh, already ruled out, but Amari Cooper questionable he's been on the injury report seemingly all year long and two of the best running backs in the nfl and that's dalvin cook and ezekiel elliott what a great sunday night game i mean i mean this just is and you know, the vikings are, are somebody likes it so much well no but the vikings are, are really they're really clawing at the green bay packers for sure and they're not going anywhere no, and they want to make that final game against them, what, the day before Christmas Eve, yep. the night before 23rd, Christmas Eve. Yep. It, they want to make that mean something. And so this is a huge game. Dallas is, uh, Dallas is, I won't say playing out the string, but you just have to look back at the loss to the New York Jets. And not just a loss. I mean, they got thumped pretty good against uh, one of the worst teams in the league. That is going to come back to get them. They really haven't beaten anybody when you when you look at their schedule. A little bit on the overrated side of things. Will they squeak into the playoffs? Uh, maybe. Maybe. They're going to have to do it by via uh, winning the division there. And Philly's probably going to have something to say about that as well. But that game in a dome and whether or not an issue in Dallas. Seahawks. 49ers. I can't wait for tomorrow night's Monday night football game. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be a great night. It's going to be a great game. It's going to be a great scene. Some At some point, these Niners got to lose, Tim. And I think if anybody is going to state their case and really kind of take over this MVP race, this is the night that Russell Wilson could do it on prime time. And, and it could happen. And how legit are the San Francisco 49ers at 8-0? I think they're really good. I don't, I don't know where you fall in on it, but – for their ability to, to put pressure on teams offensively uh, with the amount of motion that they run and the amount of guys that they can run at you on any given in any given formation, I think they're a really, really good football team. Do I think that they can score just about with anybody? Maybe not, but they can score with Arizona, and Arizona can score with anybody, and maybe that's not saying anything because of their record, but they can put up points and they can stop most people on any day uh, and hold them underneath 20 points. That's a tough recipe to, to try to figure out. And Russell Wilson going uh, going to be in the conversation for MVP this year for sure. And and now he gets another weapon here. And is, is that dude going to actually play in a Seattle Seahawks uniform? Seems like Josh Gordon, uh, they are building him into part of the game plan uh, and planning on it seeming like he is going to go. Uh, and Kareem Hunt is going to go as we're just getting that news in uh, just now today. But for Josh Gordon, he was being pushed by so hard for Russell Wilson to, or Russell Wilson pushed so hard for them to go get him. He passes the physical. I would expect to have him on the field a little bit, but I don't know exactly if he's a fantasy play option. Yeah, I, I'm not sure either, but I think just from an NFL and a Seattle option, 
to have those types of weapons for Russell Wilson when he's having a, a great year, not only uh, Josh Gordon coming into the mix, but you, you've got obviously Tyler Lockett, who has developed an incredible relationship with Russell Wilson. And then you throw in one of the better young wide receivers in the NFL, DK Metcalf, outside of the pacifier that he sucks on uh, during the game. Mm-hmm. Um, you got to like this guy. I mean, he, he is uh, he's well, going to be a little bit of a, a And a little bit of a legit run game with Chris Carson. I mean, that, that's a, a good Seattle team. And right now, Tim, they're sitting as the five seed in the NFC playoffs. I mean, you talked about the implications that that Dallas Cowboy uh, Minnesota Viking game has on those are two teams that could be end up being in the playoffs. Dallas is slated in right now as the four seed. Minnesota as the six, and the amount of moving and shaking that we could see on Tuesday already just shows you how tight this conference really is right now. In San Francisco, one final thing on the Niners: they to me, they look like a team that would be rolling into the playoffs, maybe a one or a two seed based on on the record right now. But very vulnerable and young to a a one and done in the playoffs. So yeah, if Green, no if Green Bay it. has to go out to San Francisco, I don't think I'd fear that too much. I don't think it's the worst thing either. No, and no. And if you're looking at anybody that puts some fear in you going into their place for the playoffs, I think the only one really is New Orleans. Yeah, and that was a little bit squashed last year because call what you want of the pass interference that wasn't called, guys. Wake up call. Drew Brees had the football with a chance to win it in overtime, and they failed. They threw a bad interception, and mm-hmm. that mystique might have been taken away a little bit because that yeah. game was dominated by the L.A. Rams for the better part of three and a half quarters. Yeah, it was, and the call certainly had had some impact, but you're 100% right. it did. You're right. They had an opportunity at the goal line to get it in the end zone. They had an opportunity in overtime to take advantage and win the ball game, but not so. But in terms of heading into the playoffs, going into New Orleans, that is a tough mountain to climb right there. Let's check the injuries. It's uh, Monday Night Football, Seattle and the Niners. Still wondering if the Niners are going to get their starting offensive tackles back and Mike McGlinchey along with uh, Joe Staley. Both were limited in practice. Both are listed I think they're going to go, Billy. Yeah, I they, think they're going to go. They haven't gone for a while, and, and Joe Staley getting three straight practices under his belt. You would imagine that he'll be able to to roll it for the first time uh, in, in, in quite some time. But the biggest news is what we got last night of George Kittle downgraded to doubtful from his questionable slate with that knee injury been known to play hurt and so it won't surprise me if yeah if he's if he's running around tomorrow night levi stadium it won't surprise me at all all right let's check the forecast monday night football in the bay area yeah, it's going to be a pretty bland day in North Car- North Carolina, North California. It's going to be uh, 50 degrees, no chance of rain, clear night, no wind. It'll be a nice mm-hmm. day for football. All right. And- Panthers, Packers. Let's uh, let's let's take our break here. Is that cool? And then we'll get to this matchup: the Packers and Panthers. And there's somebody to fear in that offense for Carolina, and we'll uh, we'll talk about that. We'll take your calls Is it as Kyle well. Kyle Allen. <laughs> nope, that's not the guy to fear. Damn. There's another dude that is uh, just an amazing, amazing player to watch. 
Uh, we have NFL football here on the fan. The NFL plays here today. It's the Bills and the Browns. That's coming up at noon today, pregame at 11.30. So we got to squeeze in uh, you guys with your dilemmas at 414-799-1250. Uh, you can email live at 1057fmthefan.com. Hit us up on Facebook and Twitter, and we'll get to you guys and that Packer-Panther matchup next here, Fantasy Football Weekly on the fan. Tim and Tausch, take your calls now. God bless fantasy football. At 414-799-1250. It's Fantasy Football Weekly on AM 1250 and 105.7 FM, The Fan. Panthers. Packers. All right, so we get to this matchup. They move this to the uh, late uh, window, the 325 kick. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, uh, Billy, I uh, in following the Bucks in Utah. I just heard your uh, your promo there. That was excruciating at the end of that game. Oh, it was brutal, isn't it? The one thing that you can't do is travel, and and you know this how, how this happens to you. Some days you wake up the next day or even two days later, and the, the loss is still kind of stinging with you a little it's bit. Still with me, yeah. That's the one, and I was I'm actually more upset about it now than I was when when the game ended. When the game ended, I was still kind of caught up in the whole comeback of, I mean, you're down 20 at half and end up Mm -hmm. taking the lead in the middle there of the fourth quarter. But there's one thing that you cannot do in that situation, and that is travel. Even if you put the shot up, at least throw it towards the rim, you're playing for overtime. I mean, you got to at least throw it up. You cannot travel there. And having some more conversations about it yesterday at some uh, Carroll basketball, Tim, as as the Pioneers are back on the the hardwood. The women took a tough loss yesterday to 19th-ranked UWL. But within the game, man, 58-55, men back at it today. We're going to have a fish fry. Now, this is where the the difficulties for me come in with the time change. 4 o'clock tip. Lakeland Muskies against your Carroll Pioneers. Would have Muskies been, are going down. Would have been perfect with the noon kick for the Packers. Yes. And then roll right in. Instead, we're going to be tipping off right about the time that we're hitting the second quarter of this game. You've got uh, more basketball conversation later on tonight. Green and gold post game, breaking down the uh, Packers and Panthers, and right here, got something Guy for to... the Thunder tonight. I mean, there, there's going to be something for it, and and cover all and lay down all of those seven and a half, and just go to bed. Yeah, and and Giannis won't foul out this game, or maybe uh, he might. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I'm not going to. I'm not going to guarantee that any night. <laughs> That's true. This year, what is going on with that? Uh, but we have this one here, and the and the guy to fear it's uh, it's something to behold when a guy is on a roll, and and that's uh, Christian McCaffrey. He is starting to get uh, starting starting to rub elbows with some uh, pretty historic numbers here, and yeah, no doubt. And that's where that's where the Packers defense is going to have the challenge today, and that's uh, that's you know at least containing somewhat Christian McCaffrey. For what he's done, I mean, to say it's historic, I think, is a little bit of an understatement. We've seen it one time with a guy going for 2,500 scrimmage yards. McCaffrey's on pace just below that at, at 2,488, mm-hmm. I believe, is the official number. To lead the league in touchdowns like he's doing as well is just outstanding. But it's the intelligence, Tim, that he runs with that I think is one of the, the coolest things to see is how smoothly he runs routes 
you don't see running backs run routes like he does and have the route tree ability like he does. But Packers fans are kind of seeing it because Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams, while they don't have the dynamic right now speed and agility and elusiveness that McCaffrey does, they run routes to a, an ability where they can put themselves in good positions. The Packers are just going to try to have to score with McCaffrey. I don't think there's a way that you limit him. Yeah, I agree. And and the Packers' offense, I mean, going to be a little bit tough throwing the football. Panthers' uh, pass defense pretty good. But if you get Aaron Jones, as you mentioned, Jamal Williams, Aaron Jones going, I'm pretty impressed with that one-two punch. I did not expect that. We all expected Aaron Jones to be – you know, make that graduation step up into the big boys, a top 10 running back in the NFL for sure. And I, I think that didn't surprise us. But the one-two combo of Jamal Williams in there with him, Jamal's been very impressive this year. 100%. And, and from what you've been able to get out of both of those dudes, a lot of people thought you were just going to cut Jamal Williams. And, and to see now that he's a focal point of the offense where Aaron Rodgers, believe it if you want, I, I take him for what, his word saying – well, we got to get Aaron Jones 15 to 20 touches, and we got to get Jamal 10 to 15 mm-hmm. touches. We got to get these guys involved in the offense. You're looking at the 30th ranked rush defense in the NFL in the Carolina Panthers, 28th against the run of the Green Bay Packers. So I don't know what that means for the total, Tim, but I think it does read for a quick game between these two tonight at Lambeau. Yeah, I think so. And let's check the injuries first, and there's one final note on this. George, uh, Greg Little already, I've called him George three times this week. Greg Little out with a concussion. Uh, the second round pick starting left tackle for Carolina. They also possibly will be without James Bradbury, their number one corner. And when I was on a station in Charlotte earlier on this week, uh, the guy mentioned to me that that could be the biggest injury miss for the Carolina Panthers. If Bradbury's unable to go, then Devontae Adams could be able to have a little bit of a field day against the Carolina Panthers. Jair Alexander popping up on the injury report along with Adrian Amos. Amos with a hamstring. He's more of the question mark. Bob Tunyon will miss the game today. And we'll check the forecast. Dan Plucker, Lambeau Field forecast this afternoon. Yeah, it'll be in the mid-30s with flurries falling down from the sky throughout the game. Uh, 13 mile per hour winds. This is exactly the game that there, Green Bay wanted today. It's going to be cold nothing, and windy. Nothing, nothing better than snow at Lambeau Field for a game, Tim. I mean, there there really isn't. Now, you're hopefully going to be able to see a team go in and just steamroll the Chicago Bears at Soldier Field a little bit later on in the season. That might be able to, to go close, but snow at Lambeau Field, somebody that's been able to witness it a few different times, there's nothing like it. It's just a palace. Uh, we'll get to the calls here in just a second. Uh, being out of town for the week, uh, Billy, what was the sentiment on Aaron Rodgers and his uh, comments after the game? Well, a lot of it's just hesitation. And people want to know, because you, you've done this long enough, Tim. You, you know the speculation. People want there to be, well, all these guys were over out drinking on Friday night. Right. That's why they didn't show up. Sometimes you go into a game and you just believe you're better and, and when the momentum starts rolling, it's a little bit tough to pick that back up and be able to get that mid-game when you don't start with that kind of roll. There's, I think more of it was just the belief that the Packers thought that they had it in the bag before they got off the plane. And I think that's where more of the comments were pointed to, and he kind of followed that up on Wednesday. But there was a lot of speculation, a lot of hesitation, that maybe the young guys didn't treat their bodies the right way. I just think they were feeling themselves. Yeah, I agree. Uh, it's a big game. It it is Huge not just be, not just because it's an, going into the bye. 
Absolutely. And and not just because it's an NFC opponent. It's just simply because you want to get back at, to, to wipe that loss to the Chargers away. And that's that's really what it comes down to for me. All right, uh, let's get to you guys here before another break here. 799-1250. It's week 10 in the National Football League. It's week 10 in your fantasy matchup. And we go to Tosa and we say hello to Tim. Tim, you're on the fan. Good morning. Good morning, gentlemen. How are we doing on this fine day? Good. All right, Tim, it's the annual cheating brother-in-law game. So <laughs> okay. I got to get this one right, so here we go. Um, I had a good start on Thursday, so here's what's left. I need two of the four, Odell Beckham, Juju Smith-Schuster, Jalen Samuels, or DK Metcalf. We need two. Oh boy! I'm going Beckham and Samuels. Um, the, I do like Samuels. Yeah. Samuels, I think, is is the lock play in there. Metcalf is intriguing because of the Monday night play for me. I just, I just don't. They're expecting Juju Smith-Schuster to play today, so so we can put that out there. He's expected to go, but still with a little bit ding up injury in in that one. I think they're going to ride Samuels more, and I think that's where you're going to get more of a value. Odell Beckham Jr. has got to get into the end zone here. I just point. I don't understand. I, I don't get it. It's so tough to put this guy on your bench. It is. It's, it's like your mind does not want you to click bench for Odell Beckham Jr. when he's healthy. And know, it's against it's the Bills. It's I, I've got him in one league. And I uh, I started actually DK Metcalf originally earlier this morning over Odell Beckham Jr. And then at the last second I went, no, I'm going to stick with him one more time. I made that move last week and it paid off, but I keep thinking they've got to start feeding Beckham at some point. At Wouldn't some it point it's going to happen. Well, it's, now, I mean, we're halfway through. Now, I mean... Tim, Tim and Tosa, I'm, I'm new to the, the equation here. It sounds like Tim Allen knows what you're talking about. Can you explain to me and the rest of the new listeners what the cheating brother-in-law game entails for you? I have a brother-in-law that likes to make shady trades, and when it's with his own wife, <laughs> that's just unacceptable. Oh, yeah, no, that's, yes. that is unacceptable. <laughs> Lifetime banishment. Now, now, Tim and I had a conversation last year as I did try to at, towards the end of the year, there was one of us that was able to make a push towards the playoffs. And I said, hey, man, why don't you let me get Alvin Kamara over here for, like, you know, Matt Stafford. The two-quarterback league adds a little bit of value, but uh, we ended up getting vetoed. So, yeah, that is a little bit shady. you got to give that guy an L. Yep. Good <laughs> luck, Tim. All right, 799-1250. I just wanted to know what the, I wanted to know what the story was. Also, Because, I mean, when you hear cheating brother-in-law, I didn't yeah. know if it was trades. I didn't know if it was trade secrets. You no, know, but there's there's always that dude. There's always that situation. We had it at the uh, station league years ago where uh, one of our one of our staffers traded away a player for a value meal. So now I would do that. <laughs> okay, Silas uh, in Muskego, you're next on the fan. Good morning. Spicy nuggets. Morning. You got to take advantage. What's uh, up, Emmanuel Silas? Sanders or Tyler Lockett? And the guy I'm playing Ooh. has Garoppolo. It's zero PPR. Now lock it a little bit dinged up, so that that could prevent maybe just a, a hair, a sliver of doubt into your mind. But Timmy, they, you talked about it a little bit earlier, man. He's got some. Thank you, Silas. Uh, he's got some incredible connection and chemistry. He with does. Russell Wilson. Tough for me in that biggest game of the year not to go with him. Although I yeah. went with Philip Rivers over Russell Wilson, so. You know, 
piss down my leg. You know, but it's also tough not to see the Jimmy Garoppolo and Emmanuel Sanders connection. I mean, yeah, that's, that's his go-to. That's his go-to guy, and if you got it, you've got it on the uh, in the same game here. I don't know where he's at. I, w- I wish uh, he would have stayed on the line there. I don't know where he's at in the standings. I don't know where he's at with you know playoff push, but. There's something to be said about tucking in a wide receiver to play a little defense against a quarterback. And I went ahead because of buys and because of injuries. I went ahead and started both Emmanuel Sanders and somebody who got in the end zone last week, Dante Pettis. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, so I'm going to go ahead and play. You pound your head into a wall with this Dante Pettis guy all year long. No, I'm going to play a little defense against him just in case. Garoppolo's going to throw for 200 yards and no touchdowns. Yeah, it could happen. Sorry, it could, well, I, I, not well, that I'm cheering against that, but you know, but Emmanuel Sanders could do some plus points as well. I mean, grabbing you know seven catches oh, for, sure. for a buck five or and, something. And you're you're exactly right. Emmanuel Sanders is clearly Jimmy Garoppolo's go-to guy, especially in that offense. He's schemed open almost all the time. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Seven nine nine twelve fifty. As uh, we're inching a little bit closer to kickoff, about an hour away from kickoff, week 10 in the National Football League, week 10 in your fantasy matchup. We've got the NFL as it plays here on the fan, AM 1250 and 105.7 FM. Uh, It'll be the Bills and the aforementioned Odell Beckham Jr. and those Cleveland Browns. The pregame gets underway at the bottom of this uh, uh, hour, 1130 with the pregame. So we will uh, get your feedback. Hit us up on Facebook and Twitter. We know you've got some questions. We have uh, dilemmas as well. We'll walk you through them here. It's Fantasy Football Weekly here on The Fan. Attention, fantasy footballers. Whatever it takes. Lineups are due soon, and we're getting you ready. Welcome to Fantasy Football Weekly. That's what we do. You like that? I might get a little emotional. Get the latest news, injury reports, weather at outdoor stadiums. And expert analysis. Over a dozen years of fantasy coverage, Sunday mornings were made for fantasy football conversation with you. Here's your hosts, Baby Tausch, Bill Schmid, and the franchise, Tim Allen. Yeah, we'll get to you guys right now at 799-1250. Somebody drops off. You guys can jump back in here. Week 10 in your fantasy football season. Man, the week's just flying by here. Week 10 already. And you're wondering where the hell your season went if you're sitting there at 3-7, and 3-6 and six or whatever. Yeah, we'll, we'll get you a win. Do the best we can here. 799-1250. We'll go to Nick. Nick, you're on Fantasy Football Weekly. Hey, guys. How are you doing? I have a... Uh... Need one flex. It's uh, a half point PPR. Either Jamal Williams, uh, Murray from the Saints, Ridley, Samuel, and that's it. Um, <laughs> who's the first one you said? Jamal Williams. Yeah. yeah I like half, Jamal. I like Jamal. But it's a half point PPR. I still like Jamal Williams here. Just one of those guys, right, Nick? Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I like I like the role that Williams is on. I like 
the situation that the team's in wanting to get the ball on the ground a little bit more I think today and and I think that that bodes well for Jamal Williams especially with the snow flying a little bit this is more Jamal Williams weather than it feels like it's Aaron Jones yeah go with Jamal Williams and I and I think you'll be all right there let's go to Bruce Bruce you're next on fantasy football weekly morning gentlemen what's up Bruce uh I'm in a bit of a predicament I'm on in the middle of a four game slide right now and I just I have two questions, but first I got a scoring consideration here in the league. So at the PPR, there's a three-point bonus for a 40-yard play, and then there's also a quarter point per carry. So okay. my running backs right now in the lineup are Todd Gurley and David Johnson, but I have Joe Mixon on the bench. And then at receiver, I have I already played Keenan Allen, so my decision is between OBJ and Tyreek Hill. Okay, Tyreek Hill. Yeah. Yeah, can you can you run through that that first one again for me? There was a lot going on. Well, it's it was it's Todd Gurley, David Johnson, or Joe Mixon. And it's, and, it's, and there is a quarter point per carry, which kind of I think puts Mixon back into the mix today. It it does cuz they do like to pound him a little bit. Todd Gurley a t- really tough matchup today. Yeah, and, and the only reason why I don't love Mixon is I think they're playing from behind in that game for the most part against the Ravens. So so it's it's difficult for me in that sense, but I also expect Arizona to be putting the ball up in the air in that one. I don't know exactly if I'm banking most of my, my answer off of the quarter point per carry, but I think Mixon would be in there because I think that they might get him the ball out of the backfield. He's starting with a guy next to him that has never started a game in the NFL, and, and you usually try to lean on your safety blankets. So I think if it is a PPR as well as that, I, I think you go with Mixon because he's the safety blanket today for Finley. Yeah, and I, and I think you'd go ahead and start. For me, it's David Johnson and it's Joe Mixon. And, you again, who'd have thought you'd be you know, sitting Todd Gurley? It just sucks, man. It, it does, and, and we, we've tried to figure that out all season long, but it's just it's just not working. We don't have the answers for that, but – David Johnson, based on your scoring system, Tyree kills your play there, but then David Johnson and Joe Mixon. All right. Thank you. All right. Let's go to uh, Chad at 414-799-1250. Hello, Chad. Hey, fellas. How are you doing today? Good. Thanks. Um, um, so I've got uh, PPR, two of these four, and it's uh, Ronald Jones, Devontae Parker, and Zach Pascal. And Christian Kirk, two of those four. Yeah, the first two you mentioned, they're starting to hit their stride, both of them. Both of them very fantasy relevant, especially uh, Devontae Parker now with the injury of Preston Williams, mm-hmm. who is out for the year. He's going to get a workload. You've got a better quarterback in there. And Ronald Jones, he was given a vote of confidence by his coach saying sure. that, it, hey, the car keys are yours, man. So I, I love the first two you mentioned. Yeah, Ronald Jones seems to have taken over that job. Thanks, Chad. I, I think I, I completely agree with you. There's a little bit of me, Tim, that wanted to go with Zach Pascal, especially without T.Y. Hilton today. Mm-hmm. But I think in that sense with Jones, as well as any chance I can roll with Ryan Fitzpatrick, I'm going to go and try to get some magic in me. Yeah, 799-1250. We'll get to uh, some social media stuff here in just a second. Let's go up to uh, Oshkosh and bring in Justin. Justin, you're on the fan. Um, hey guys, uh, thanks for taking my call. Um, yeah, it's got a standard scoring, a non PPR league, and I need uh, two of these three receivers. It's uh, Jarvis Landry, 
uh, Golden Tate, and uh, Tyler Boyd. I, I like Boyd. And I just had Cleveland, that Cleveland thing. Yeah, let's let's sit Jarvis Landry, play the other two. Mm, that's tough. Okay, thank it, you, guys. It is so tough to be sitting Jarvis Landry at this point in the season, but Freddie Kitchens is just, I don't know if incompetent is the right word, but Timmy just seems over his head. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I just don't know. Sometimes you take a step back as an organization, or an offense for that matter. You take a step back before you take a giant step forward. That may be what's going on in Cleveland, where they're going to have a ton of game film and some systemic issues to uh, to figure out there. But who'd have thought Jarvis Landry just a PPR machine over the years, and uh, now you're gonna you're gonna end up sitting him. Seven nine nine twelve fifty. Uh, we'll get to social media here. We'll try and squeeze you in. NFL playing here at the bottom of the hour pregame show to set you up for Buffalo and Cleveland. And you can watch. Uh, I'm sorry. You can listen uh, to the Cleveland Browns take on the Buffalo Bills. I don't know if uh, now, again, anybody can beat anybody. I get it. But uh, against that Buffalo D, that's going to be pretty tough. I think you're going to have some challenges there. And Cleveland um, was giving two and a half when the Lions came out here at home. They're, I don't they're know where, still getting the respect for the home field advantage. What for? I mean, they're just they're just underachieving all over the board. I mean, I guess you could say Chubb has, you know, had a decent year collectively throughout the season, but man, all right, we'll take our final break here and then bring you home to pregame Bills and Browns here on the Fan. It's Fantasy Football Weekly this and every Sunday. Getting you closer and closer to kickoff. Helping you win the championship. Tim and Tausch with Fantasy Football Weekly on AM 1250 and 105.7 FM, The Fan. Final few minutes this week of Fantasy Football Weekly. Cut a little bit short pregame to get you ready for Bills and Browns as the NFL is playing here on the fan, you can hit us up on Facebook and Twitter, 799-1250. You can email live at 1057fmthefan.com. Let's get to some emails, uh, and you guys Let's on the whole will get right to you. All right, guys, PPR League need one in a flex. Coleman or Crowder? I say Tevin Coleman. Tim? Yes, I'm, I'm with you there. All right. Dylan has need one of three in a PPR flex. Curtis Samuel, Jamison Crowder, or Christian Kirk? I think Crowder's got a decent matchup, and I'm gonna go with Crowder on yeah, this. Yeah, I rolled him. I rolled with him last week, and it was uh, it was a big play. Uh, PPR need two: Marvin Jones or DJ Moore, along with Golden Tate. I'd go Marvin Jones and DJ Moore. I agree. All right, one uh, point. PPR need two of these: Larry Fitz, Jamison Crowder, Calvin Ridley, or DK Metcalf. Wow, a lot of Metcalf questions today. I roll Crowder and Metcalf in that. Tandem. Yep, those two are, are the play. Man, you are just laying it in. When did we think that we'd answer this? Need one of these two, Jalen Samuels or Le'Veon Bell? I, I hear you, and I'm going Samuels. I think the matchup is great for Samuels this week. Uh, good morning, fellas. Need a tight end in a non-PPR league. Chris Herndon, Mike Gusecki, or <laughs> Jonah Smith? Gusecki just had a little bit of a breakout. Looks like he's developing with Fitzpatrick. Herndon, a little bit of the unknown, but a high-quality talent 
uh, tight end. That could, that, I'm sorry, not could, will have some decent games this year. But he's got to get healthy, and it looks like he's a go today. Yeah, it sounds like he's ready to rock and roll with there. I'm going to go Jacecki on this. Yeah, I'd, I'd roll with Jacecki, although Tim Allen did just cut Chris Herndon. So <laughs> look for him to score like two touchdowns today. Here we True. go, defensive question. This one of the game that we are, one of these is the game that we're carrying right here on the fan. Browns defense against the Bills or the Packers defense against the Panthers? Yeah, wow. Okay. Uh, it's a low, lower scoring game, I would imagine, between the Bills and Browns. I'm going to go with the Browns, D. Okay. I, I will go with there as well. I think you're right. There's just a possibility of too many points in this Packers game. Yeah. Let's grab a couple of calls before we get back to it. Kirk is in Racine. He's up on the fan. Kirk, what do you got? Good morning, fellas. Uh, two out of five, standard league. Uh, I'm even asking this question, but Devontae Freeman. OBJ, Hollywood Brown, DK Metcalf, or Devontae Parker. Devontae yeah. Parker and DK Metcalf. Ooh, yeah. I I guess. Uh, did you have Odell Beckham Jr. in there? Yeah, yeah. I like Parker and Odell Beckham Jr. And I know he's stung us a lot this year, but I'm. This is the one week. After this week, if Beckham Jr. doesn't do much of anything. He's at best a flex option because of injury or buy. That's the only way to look at it. That's what I want to say. It's tough to even ask that question because that's my number one pick with the draft. He sucks. Yeah, 100%. Kirk, sorry, man. Your phone's breaking up. But that that's yeah. where I would I, – I guess I could lean towards OBJ in that one. I think if you're just going for some more solid points and I get a chance at a Monday night play, I'm always going to take that. How about True. this one from Joe in Waukesha? Tim, half-point PPR. Goodness, pick three of these. Joe Mixon, Matt Breida, Calvin Ridley, or Jamison Crowder? Crowder, Breida, and Mixon for me. Yes. Yep. I mean, he said leaning towards benching Mixon. Yeah, okay, well, good thing you let us answer that for you. Mark asks, uh, PPR, Kenny Galladay or Curtis Samuel? Galladay. You gotta go. Isn't Galladay a plug-and-play guy? Now, again, he's Jeff 12th. Driscoll is, is the quarterback. 12th. He's 12th in fantasy points from a wide receiver. I, I don't know how else you're not going there. Yeah, you've got to you've got to go Galladay. All right, half-point PPR need two of these three. Nick Chubb, Damian Williams, or Devin Singletary? Damian Williams is in. And, and Singletary's is... starting to put things together a little bit. But, but, but you've got to go Chubb. Yeah, I think Chubb's in your lineup hands down yep. each week just like we just said with Galladay Adams on the northwest side he's up on the fan hey Adam hey guys uh thanks for your advice I just dropped Jarvis Landry and picked up Kirk I hope that works out but um missing Stafford in two leagues do I go Jared Goff or Baker Mayfield I'd go Goff um that's somewhat Me of a too. tough place to play and was Fitzpatrick available for you this guy um yes I probably would lean yeah. to him. He does put the ball up in the air quite a bit, but he's missing Preston yep. Williams now. That's your boy. Would you play he, him he, over Sam Darnold? Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, because Adam yeah. Gase is brutal. I Thanks for the call, Adam. I, I, so. I, I'm, I'm stunned that I'm even saying this because I thought Adam Gase would have been a good candidate for the Packers job. It's just brutal. I mean, for, no, for the, the play calling ability that they have down there and the guys that they have, it's just an awful situation. The owner just commented over the weekend that, um, you know, he's going to wait it out with Gaze. Yeah, well, good for him. 
wait it out. That means by the end of November, he'll be fired. You know exactly <laughs> okay, that's how that true. means in New York. That's true. All right, uh, we got, hey, guys, one of these four, Jamal Williams, David Montgomery, Sammy Watkins, or Calvin Ridley, full point PPR. Just one of them. Mm. I'm going Sammy mm-hmm. Watkins out of that. Wow, Montgomery's starting to come around. There's Jamal Williams. I mean, that he must have a nice team. It sounds he like must a, good have a... Pro- good squad, yeah. Or it's like yeah. a six-man league. Um, boy, the ups. I think the biggest upside, Billy, is is your guy, Sammy Watkins. So let's go with that. Yeah, uh, I think Mahomes, he's got the chance to take it to the end zone. Yeah, Mahomes back in. He could come up with. Hey, if if you spin the roulette wheel in Kansas City, Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, Sammy Watkins, Damian Williams. One of those guys every week has the blow up week. You're just yeah. you got a one in four chance with Sammy Watkins. Well, and even extended into a full roulette wheel, throw McCole Hardman in there along True. with Demarcus Robinson. You have a full cast of characters. I mean, there, there's so many different guys that can touch the ball there. Josh Allen, Jimmy Garoppolo, or Kirk Cousins. I'm, I'm intrigued by the Cousins. And Garoppolo doesn't throw for a ton of yardage, guys. I that, like that, Josh that's Allen. The, I think he runs the ball more out of any of those guys too. And it's against Cleveland, though. But they, you know, if they had a just a tick more prolific offense in Buffalo, I would say yes. I'm going to go with Kirk Cousins on this down in Big D Sunday Night Football. All right, Evan, break the tie. Now remember, everybody, this is the guy that traded Patrick Mahomes. Historically, I believe the number was Kirk Cousins is eight and twenty-three in games past three o'clock on the schedule, especially primetime <laughs> games. I would not go with Kirk Cousins in a primetime game. I would go Josh. So the show says Josh Allen. All right, very good. All right, Trey says Kyler Murray or Aaron Rodgers. Rodgers is it's a tough pass matchup. He, and he's it been is sacked guys. eight it's... times in the last two weeks. Oh, boy. Eight times it's... in the last two weeks. He was sacked, I think it was 13 times in the first seven weeks. I find it difficult to sit Aaron Rodgers ever. I find it difficult to sit Aaron Rodgers at Lambeau. I find it difficult to sit Aaron Rodgers in a big game because I do think this is a big game for Green Bay. It's almost a I, must win. I cannot sit Aaron Rodgers. Sorry, guys. Fantasy or no fantasy, I'm not doing it. Okay, there we go. That's There you go, Trey. That's from... Tim Allen, the goddess. Uh, need one of these three PPR. Devontae Freeman, DJ Moore, or Devin Singletary. This is so tough for you. You love all of these guys. I do. I do. Um, I think there's going to be a lot of focus on McCaffrey. I, I've i got DJ Moore in a in a daily fantasy. I'm going more. Okay. I, I can roll with it because the Packers have given up a lot of big plays and I would not want to start anybody who's not named Julio Jones against that New Orleans Saints defense. That defense is, mm-hmm. is mean. All right, this is a flex spot need. Need one for the flex spot. Jalen Samuels or Robert Woods? Samuels. All right, what about half-point PPR? Need two of these four. DK Metcalf, Larry Fitz, Michael Gallup, Sammy Watkins, or Ted Ginn Jr.? Wow. Metcalf and Watkins for me. Watkins, Wat, Watkins, and I'm thinking Gallup because Cooper's a little bit dinged up. I'm going to go Gallup. All right, let's and break Watkins. the tie. See, I'm going to go Metcalf and Gallup. That's the ones that I'm like. I don't. I'm not okay. really liking Sammy Watkins this week. <laughs> so, so okay, I can get I can get down with you guys on the Gallup because I do think there's value there with with Amari Cooper down. 
And even in the sense, Amari Cooper is going to draw the coverage from Xavier Rhodes. So if anybody's going to be able saying, to time. I'm still saying Watkins and Gallup. Ooh, okay. All right. Well, split decision for your boy. That's a split decision, yes. I want to gamble on some for big hits is what he asked also. And that would be Watkins. Yeah, I think that's Watkins and Gallup for sure. I think those are those are the guys that you're kind of rolling the dice with. You're you're going for a win there with Sammy Watkins because he could he could take it from the house at any point in time. Pick two of five. Need one running back and one flex. Goodness gracious, these are frustrating. David Montgomery, David Johnson, Tevin Coleman, Devin Singletary, Stephon Diggs, Diggs and Coleman and Diggs. Coleman for me. Yeah, I would agree there. 414-799-1250 as we're wrapping things up, Timmy. we got a couple of minutes left before one of the biggest games of the weekend, primarily for me at the wagering window. It was even money to be able to pick the Buffalo Bills on the road to beat the anemic 2-6 and six Cleveland Browns. I've got a gut feeling that the Browns are going to play up. I don't know if they win that football game today. It will stay tuned. We've got the pregame to set you up for the Bills and Browns. But I do have a feeling that the Browns are going to look – more like uh, a lot of us thought they would, at least their offense on that side of the they football. They are who we thought they were? Yeah, something like that. I, I think they do play up, and and why not get Odell Beckham Jr. involved, uh, certainly in the red zone, and certainly throw throw some jump balls to him. Just loosen everything up. Maybe you check down to Chubb. You check down to uh, Landry quite a bit, and uh, and maybe they loosen things up. That's just a gut feeling, though. That Buffalo yep. D is is a decent defense. It's good, man. They, they got a nice squad there. They play hard. They play well. They play fast. Let's grab one more in here quickly. It's Jason in Oak Creek before we get out of here on Fantasy Football Weekly. Hey, a quick question on defense. I know it's rare to have the defense, Go. but I got, I got Baltimore or the Saints are out there as a – as a waiver, not a waiver, but it's a free agent out there. So yeah, with the Sa- Saints D. Yeah, New Orleans Saints defense. Thanks, yeah. Jason. No doubt They're about studly. It. Yeah, them, they're, they're pretty good. Down. And they're facing an Atlanta Falcons team that's about ready to mail it in and back up the trucks. All right, that's going to do it for us. Thanks to uh, Dan Plucker, Evan Heffelfinger uh, for Baby Tops, Bill Schmidt. My name is Tim Allen. You guys, uh, good luck today. Week 10 in the National Football League. Week 10 in your fantasy matchup. Bills and Browns next. The NFL plays here on The Fan. internet powerful enough to let your band members in vegas phoenix and rhode island jam like you're all in the same garage get cox internet powered by fiber with america's fastest download speeds it's internet built for tomorrow today cox always building better cox internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection speeds vary and are not guaranteed cox terms and other restrictions may apply analysis by ukulip speed test intelligence data fixed median download speeds usq3 2023